following conversation with Jesse Locke and Amy Doherty about the film Seven Hills, originally aired on KPOV's Radical Songbook on Friday, February 7th, 2020. The Radical Songbook airs on Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. It's a two-hour show highlighting the critical role that music plays in issues of social justice, labor, and protest. As promised, my guest Jesse Locke is here in the studio with me, along with Amy Doherty. Um, and uh, I, I only have, uh, well, uh, we'll get to you after Amy after I, re- I read this stuff, I guess. But Jesse Locke is a Bend resident and filmmaker. And I, I happened to meet Jesse at the Women's March in Redmond a few weeks ago, and we met and we struck up a conversation because we were both wearing a keffiyeh, and uh, which is a checkered black and white scarf that that symbolizes for many of us Palestinian solidarity. One thing led to another, and as we talked briefly about keffiyehs and and the Middle East, he told me about this, his film Seven Seven Hills, and so uh, he's here today to talk about that. And even though. I would have to say that even though we were both wearing keffiyehs, I am confident that Jesse is much more knowledgeable about the Middle East than I am, and I think that will be evident in our conversation in the film, that he, in our discussion about the film he has made. Uh, the film tells the story of the refugee crisis in Amman, Jordan, through the eyes of, Seven Hills, of the Seven Hills Skateboard Skate Park founder, excuse me, Skateboard Park founder, and through the eyes of refugee children and street artists. It'll premiere at the Cascades Academy on February 18th. Cascades Academy is at 19860 Tumalo Reservoir Road here in Bend. Uh, You can get more information and check out a trailer at um, sevenhillsthefilm.com. So Jesse is here in the studio with Amy Doherty. Jesse and Amy, welcome to the Radical Songbook in KPOV. Thank you. And step right up to that mic. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can see these dials over here. If they're do- if they're going like that, then you know that everybody is able to hear you. Perfect. If they're if they're real low, then you know. All right. So um, so. Uh, let's just start with the, some really basic stuff. Just tell tell our listeners, Jesse and Amy, feel you know, mm-hmm. obviously you know, chip in on this, but uh, but a little bit about yourselves, um, how you got to Bend, yeah, how you got to be a filmmaker, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was uh, born and raised in Springfield, Oregon. I'm a true-blooded Oregonian, uh, loud and proud. I uh, got to Bend, Oregon after graduating high school in 1998 is when I moved to Bend. I went to COCC, graduated from COCC with an AES degree in paramedicine and firefighting. I was a firefighter paramedic for a few years. Worked at St. Charles for 13 years. And during that time, I began to grow the love of filmmaking. I've always been a film uh, buff, and my mom... I, I attribute it to my mother. She brought me to films when I was very young, and it was a big experience for our family, and it was a lot of fun. And like movies like Pulp Fiction and stuff really changed my life. <laughs> Anywho, shout out Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> um, so then uh, through, the, through that time at St. Charles, I was kind of figuring out how to do this full time and what I wanted to do with my life and make movies. And that's what kind of led me to uh, leaving there and start to make uh, films full-time and do commercials around town and create Unlocked Films, a production company that I, uh, that I established. And Amy? 
your role in this? Yeah, so uh, Jesse and I met doing commercial work maybe five or six years ago, and I'm a digital marketer, and um, then a partnership was formed uh, just before he left to go film two summers ago. And so that kind of solidified the partnership and where we could go with it. And out here we are today of Seven Hills and Seven yeah. Hills website. And as you mentioned, uh, the Ben premiere in a few weeks. So, yeah, yeah just a part of this this ride. It's yeah, Seven Hills brought us together. Yeah. Remember, yeah, meeting at yeah. Spoken Moto. And I, I contacted Amy to help kind of write out or like to kind of figure out the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. we were going to do. And so... It was pretty amazing when I got uh, f- feet on the ground in Amman. Um, I was there for like a month the second time to uh, finish Seven Hills. Uh, we were communicate all the time. We were talking back and forth and trying to figure out what, yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, because you, you knew there was something there. There was You had been to the skate park in Amman, and, uh, and it was only built, it was finished in 2015. Yeah. But then you went back to sort of chase you know, what you knew was a lot more uh, right. richer story and... Yeah, and uh, meet a lot of people, and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I have I took a look at your your website, Unlocked Films, and I did notice that you like like a lot of filmmakers, uh, independent filmmakers, you have to do commercial work to survive. Yes, I'm well. I have a lot of I have a lot of I know a lot of independent right. filmmakers, and that's what you got to do yes. to yep. pay the pay the rent, right? And and keep the equipment going and everything. And yes. so I saw that, but you also have done other documentaries and other shorts and stuff and so can you talk a little bit about some of the other films that that uh, that you made leading up to seven hills yes um in 2016 i was lucky enough to go to palestine to film my first documentary um ever uh radiance of resistance and radiance of resistance uh is a film about two uh teenage girls they're now teenage girls uh activists, young Palestinian activists and journalists who um, try to share their story of the occupation in Palestine. Uh, Ahed Tamimi and Jana Jihad. And uh, so when I got to Palestine, I I was a classic American. um, And by that, I mean, I didn't know what the heck was going on anywhere. I was just kind of uh, going through my life, not really um, in tune with the world. And once I got to Palestine and worked on this film, um, it opened my eyes. And I, I mean, it changed my life forever. And so um, I began to see the world differently and see kind of the oppression that's happening over there was really um, palpable. And it uh, was was hard to watch and hard to see. And so making that film, I fell in love with the Middle East. I fell in love with the Middle Eastern people and the Arabic culture and the Palestinian people. They welcome us with open arms and were some of the most uh, amazing people I've ever met in my life. And from that, um, I just knew that a part of my life is going to be in the Middle East. Like my heart is in the Middle East. And so I want to continue working over there and continue to do work to spread awareness of what's going on over there. So, given what you just said about what what you how you described yourself before you went there, how did you what what compelled you to actually make that trip in the first place? Uh, yeah, good 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 question. <laughs> um, uh, a, a fellow filmmaker um, working for Rise Up, Rise Up is kind of a local nonprofit in town. Uh, contacted me and said, "Hey, I'm heading over there. Do you want to?" make this documentary. This is Jesse Roberts. It is Jesse Roberts. Yes, correct. Uh, Jesse Roberts contacted me and said, Hey dude, let's do this. And so I said, yes, you know, there's some moments in life when like, 
opportunities uh, arise and uh, I couldn't say no. And so like this one was like, I have to go over there and I have to check it out and see what happens. So that, that's what led me down that path. All right. Yeah. And so Radiance of Resistance, I did see that uh, I kind of stumbled on a uh, some on onto some other websites. Apparently, there were some places where that that film was uh, banned. Banned, and uh, Singapore was one place that came to. So, can you tell us a little bit about what that whole what that experience maybe was like for you, or what you know what what happened with that film? Yeah. Internationally. Yeah. Um, internationally, we except for Singapore, which banned the film. Um, it's. Internationally, it did well, actually. It uh, played at film festivals in Tel Aviv. And Belfast. we won Best in Show at a film festival in Belfast, which uh, Belfast is uh, is kind of uh, in solidarity with Palestine. Right. Um, and so, yes, uh, and we that's what led me to Seven Hills, actually. We went over to do kind of a tour of Radiance of Resistance throughout the Middle East, um, play it in Palestine, which um, was incredibly powerful and very. That was one of the roughest nights of my entire life. Um, it was just hard to watch the movie with the people going through what we were doing, and sitting there watching it, I was wondering, did, what did I make? Like, why? Because there's a part. There's parts of the movie that are very uh, graphic. Um, a lot. Uh, the Tamimi family has been um, oppressed for a long time, and there's. Uh, they've been. A lot of family members have been killed by the IDF, and so, and I showed one of their uh, I, just the who, IDF, uh, the Israeli Defense Force. What is yeah. the IDF? Or, no, for listeners that aren't familiar with the acronym, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the Israeli Army, right? Um, that holds um, occupation in Palestine. And, um, so it started, I don't know. I mean, I think it started early 2014 or maybe a little earlier than that. Uh, the Palestinians would protest and do, um, demonstrations every Friday and they would walk. And in this particular town that we filmed radiance of resistance in, uh, Nabi Saleh, uh, the Tamimi family is prominent and Ahed Tamimi <clears throat> is becoming like a prominent figure in the Palestinian, uh, nonviolent movement. So they would demonstrate, they would walk out to a spring and go to a checkpoint that was near where their uh, village is, um, the village of like 600 people. So it's like small village, but they're like very powerful and very um, vocal. And during these clashes or during these demonstrations, uh, things happen. And for, yeah, I guess for listeners who don't know, so then they, you would walk out and you would be met by Israeli soldiers. And there's usually a progression that would happen. And, and these, these demonstrations are attended by um, foreigners. And these, these become like a thing to come and like film. There are a lot of people who come and film and, and try to get involved. And I mean, there's a lot of solidarity with a lot of different countries. And um, so we, you walk out and meet the uh, resistance or meet uh, the Israeli soldiers and a progression then would start. The soldiers would first t fire tear gas at the crowd and then sometimes they would fire rubber bullets and then they would use live ammunition to finally clear out the crowd. And this is usually the progression. Now what happens is, and what's happening now, I mean, there's, with what Trump is doing and everything, There's now there's a resurgence. And so they're going back out and protesting um, and demonstrating. And having these clashes that are getting more and more aggressive. Um, the Israeli soldiers, they do a lot of different kind of tactics. That's a lot. It's it's more of a mental game than a physical game that I've 
come in contact with where for example there would be ro- roads with checkpoints that they would just close randomly that meant that like Jana and ahead would have to go they would have to travel like an hour to go to school and if that checkpoint is closed then they just couldn't go to school that day and you never knew when this was going to happen. You never knew when the Israeli uh, army would come into the village and raid, and they would usually do night raids around 3 or 4 in the morning, and they would come in and arrest somebody who was at the last week's demonstration, um, who they thought were throwing stones. So that's what, that's what would happen at the demonstrations. They would, ha- they would have uh, young men come into these demonstrations and throw stones at the, at the soldiers who were fully armed with semi-automatic rifles and everything and then um once the stones kind of escalated then they would be shot at and what happened there's a lot to this i mean obviously there's a lot going on i could talk about this for a while but uh so you never knew and then you would get to these demonstrations and you never knew if they're sometimes they would just start off with live rounds and they would just shoot them into the crowd so it's a very it's a it's a mental mind game that they are playing with the Palestinians for suppression in a way to suppress them on so many different levels in my mind. And it's very hard. It's hard. Yeah, I can't imagine that uh, witnessing that would certainly, um, and being part of that would kind of be life-changing. Yeah. I mean, it was. how could it not be? Exactly. Yes. Definitely. Um, It was definitely life-changing. And so are you still in contact with that family? And those yeah. the, the two, they said they're teenagers now who are well, the yeah, sub- Jan- main subjects of the Yeah, talk. yeah. Jana just came over a couple months ago to Bend, Oregon and did a oh. did a talk. And we showed uh, portions of Radiance of Resistance then. Yeah. So Jana yeah. has been in Bend, Oregon, which is incredible. I missed that. Yeah, she did an American tour kind of like talking about Palestine and was going to Washington, D.C. and was doing a bunch of stuff. And um, who, yeah. Where, who did you do that with here in town? That was Je- Jesse Roberts and Rise Up. Okay. Yeah. I guess I need to get more information about what they're doing on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the only other organization here in town that I'm familiar with that does that does do a fair amount of uh, events focused on the Middle East is uh, is the Amnesty International group yeah. here locally that Phil Randall is part of. Phil Randall, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah. Yeah, I've been talking to Phil a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's been doing that for, I mean, I moved here in 2001, and he had already been doing Amnesty for years and years right. and years. So, um so what? So that was kind of led you back to the. I mean, that sort of like solidified your yes feelings of solidarity in the, in the Middle East and leads you back to do Seven Hills. Yes. So then we're in the Middle East, uh, showing the film Radiance of Resistance, um, and we go to Seven Hills, and I meet Mohammed Zachari- Zachariah, and he's the founder of Seven Hills. And uh, we start to form of an idea that a film about Seven Hills would be a good idea. And I love Muhammad's like an amazing man. And so meeting him, I knew super interesting. Yeah, he's just he's like the sage. Yeah, he just is a very wise Muslim. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, um, and he's very prevalent in the film. Like uh, he guides us. He's he guides us on the on the tour of Amman and what what's going on. But um. Yeah, so we went there in 2016 or 2017. I uh, met uh, Muhammad and uh, met a lot of the skaters at the park. Tried to do a little filming. Didn't get really get our feet settled in that it was a short trip. And I left there going, this is a story that I want to tell. This is something that's important. And really for the first time in my life, this was, um, I, c- I was not 
I was not not going to make this film. Um, this was something that was, uh, I believe, you know, destiny in my life that this film was going to be made. And so I took to the streets and uh, rounded up like I went. I made a GoFundMe and we got like local people to donate money for the trip. And um, I went back in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. To finish the film. And we're here with Jesse Locke and Amy Doherty. They're both with Unlocked Films. And uh, Unlocked Films, um, they produced the film Seven Hills, uh, about the Seven Hills Skateboard Park. Uh, now, so let's talk about the park for a bit. It opened in 2015. This is not um, your, this is not like an, your everyday skateboard park that people in the U.S. see, <laughs> I assume. Am I right? <laughs> Or is it? Or are there? I mean, just can you describe the describe it a little bit? Describe for us? the park itself. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, if you can, or you yeah. know, um, um, the park is in Old Town Amman. It's right downtown. Uh, it is like a normal skate park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built by a, a German NGO, Make Life Skate Life, and um, a lot of locals from the area came together and built this park. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a normal park. And so Seven Hills is that's liter- there's literally seven hills. Well, that's the theory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you counted them? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I went up. Uh, I went up to the Citadel, like uh, Amman. For people who have never been to Amman, Jordan, or, or Jordan, um, Jordan. Jordan is kind of like the Sweden of the Middle East, and so um, there's a lot of tourists there, and and there's a lot of Roman ruins, which um, brings a lot of tourists there. So the Citadel is one area that sits on a uh, hill. And uh, it's all on who you ask sometimes in the Middle East. Um, I went up to the Citadel to record like the sunset one night because it overlooks the city and it's real nice. And um, I talked to a park ranger who let me uh, he let me in. He's like, hey, you can come in after hours if, you know, you give me some JDs and stuff. And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Let's do that. JDs is like their 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 currency there in Jordan. I think it's actually above the American dollar. So it's worth more. Which is great for an independent filmmaker. Uh, anywho, um, yeah. So then uh, I was filming the uh, sunset, and he's and I was trying to ask him like, "What are these seven hills?" Because Moi or Mohammed, he was like, "Yes, there, there. In theory, there are seven hills. Like Amman was built on seven hills, and Seven Hills Skate Park would seem like a natural name." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I went up there, and he goes, "The guy, the park ranger, was telling me he's like, yeah, th- there's one, and then there's one over. He's pointing to just like <laughs> random areas, and I'm like." Okay, cool. The, and he gave me the names, and I wrote down the names, and um, and that that is in the film. But it's a pretty funny portion of the film yeah. where I'm scanning the horizon, going, "Hey, somewhere around here are the hills." And <laughs> you squint, then it'll <laughs> right. They do have like yeah, Amman is Amman is a very interesting city. It's like vast, and so they have circles that are named after like these seven hills. So you, you would go to this big circle, and like there's a lot of. It's a big, it's a huge city. So, what was your first impression of it when you got uh, when when you when you arrived the first time yeah, that you arrived? Right, yeah, first time uh, I got off the plane in uh, at the airport in Jordan, and we had there was a sign that said "Welcome Jesse," and by this lovely taxi driver who was waiting from the from the hostel that we were staying at, and um, I actually it's very interesting. I fell in love with uh Amon the second I got off the plane like I I got in the taxi and this guy was so bubbly and such a great dude and he's just driving around he's so happy it was like four in the morning <laughs> and he put on some uh Arabic music 
and I fell in love with the Arabic music. I was like, this is, I, it, which, it sounds weird, but I felt at home. And I'm like, this is natural and this feels great. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah. So it was a really good initial response. And then everything after that, it just, you know, I've fallen in love with it even more. I mean, it isn't just meeting the people and the people are just incredibly great. And the people around the skate park are incredibly amazing. And then meeting the skaters there and, and like talking to those people and like hanging out with those kids and going on little like missions and stuff to go film them. And uh, it's it was just it's a very um, positive. I, I suggest anyone who wants to figure out or try to see the Middle East, they should start with Amman, Jordan. Go to go to Jordan. And it's kind of like the Middle East light, whereas Palestine is pretty intense. Pal- right. Palestine is not for the faint of heart. Um so, yeah, that, that would be my suggestion. Yeah, I think another interesting piece that you had touched upon about Mohammed, the founder of Seven Hills Skate Park, was he talks about this in the film, too, that uh, what what makes Seven Hills Skate Park unique is that it's a community skate park. And so it's, it's you know, free and open to the public. And that then starts this capacity for them to reach out to the refugee kids in the area and, and really have this incredibly volunteer-run, organized system of getting kids in, getting their skate parks, getting their, getting their skateboard, you know, getting lessons, free lessons. Um, and so it's, it's this, kind of this amazing running effort that, you know, the Total grassroots organization, yeah. like totally yeah. built from the ground up with the, with the hands of the kids who are going to be skating there, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and there's some footage of that in the, in the film. Like Moe gave me all his old footage. He filmed the entire uh, construction of the park and he sent me all that stuff. And so it was, it was really amazing. And like uh, foreigners from like Germany and, uh, you know, all over the place came and helped. Because the skate community is like a brotherhood, a brotherhood, a worldwide brotherhood, and so they all they all help each other. And pub, like uh, Mohammed says, uh, public space in Amman is very limiting, as there's not a lot of spaces. There's not a lot of parks. A lot of it's private. Um, there's not a lot of places that people can go and play and and have fun, especially if for a kid. And so this was a big deal for him to create this space. Yeah. So I was I was going to ask why tell the story. Um of the refugee crisis through a skateboard park. You're sort of answering that in the way that it is really kind of a, it's more, it's, well, what I'm getting is this, this is not just a skateboard park. No. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yes, got it. Exactly. No, yeah, this is a, um, this is an oasis in a land uh, that has been ripped apart by war. And so these children, these refugee children, and there's so much to this. Um, like using the term refugee, is talking to Moe and his wisdom was um, was uh, profound about the way he talked about the word refugee. Uh, refugees can, the, using the word refugee to describe these children, you can put them in a box. Like if you just say they're refugees, then they have no home. Wh- what are they supposed to do? I'm now just a refugee. So how am I supposed to go about my life? Where if you, and I'm quoting Moe verbatim here because he's such an amazing man. Um, if you look at these children as people, we are all people, and this planet is home. And so that's that's the biggest shift for me personally as a filmmaker and as a person that happened making this movie. Talking to Mohammed and having him kind of peel back these layers of stereotypes that I had and that I think a lot of people do have um, of refugees and just using that term and like, 
I I want to move forward with my life in not using labels like that who just instantly you just know who they are and you can put them in a box and go you're just a refugee you're you're you don't have a home go sit over there and that's who you are and then if you hear that all the time as a child what are you supposed to do who am I mm-hmm. where is my home I don't know this earth is our home you know this is we're all in this together this is a community of humans that I think we need to shift that mindset to start thinking in that, in those ways. Like we're all humans and we should treat each other like humans, like equal. Like we, we all want the same thing, right? We all want to provide for our family, like, you know, basic, the basic needs that we all want. And so that was a big shift. And so I started to think, I started to look at these children differently. I started to look at my own life differently. I started to look at a lot of different things. I started to look at Americans and I started to look at how America portrays these people. And especially the Middle Eastern people. And I, I mean, I can break it down to me as a, as a child growing up and watching films. Uh, that, was the, that was another thing me and Moe talked about. Um, it's like, as an American, the villain in the films, the starting in the 80s, it switched from like Cold War Russians to then they were Arabs. And that, I, I grew up with every villain in every film that I've watched was an Arab, strapped a bomb to his chest and went and did his thing. And that... I, that has some effect on how you view the Middle East and how you view Arabs and Arab culture. So, I mean, I don't know. There's so much to this, you know. And so one of the number one things I want uh, people who come and watch the film or I would love I would love to get the youth. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> I would love this film to speak to young people and get young people out. And that's a good it's great to have skateboarding be the vessel to do that um, because I think it can touch um, a a wider audience and uh, of the younger generation because they're the real, they're the ones who are actually going to change this world, I think. And, and so that would be my goal with uh, seven Hills and February 18th at Cascades Academy. What? Yes, exactly. Um, So, um, so you've, you've, you've answered a lot of the questions that I had here in terms of what it was like to did, did you, did you experience, and, and this is again for our listener, did you experience any kind of, negative things when you're when you were there working on the film or has there been anything negative in regard i mean just you know right um no i got into a little jam um one one day i was filming the unhcr uh building uh it's like a center for refugees the uh, unhcr is like an organization all over the world global Yeah. yeah and um they have an embassy there in uh, downtown Amman, and there's a piece of graffiti art that's on the side of the building that is beautiful. It says, um, I think it says, "We're all, we are all together on this planet." So it was going in line with what the film is about to me. Uh, so I wanted to go film that piece of art <laughs> because graffiti <laughs> art super easy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, so graffiti art plays a plays a role in the film too. Just kind of talking about Amman. Amman is like a art, a very artistic community and so there's a lot of street artists and a lot of uh things and that kind of goes in line with the uh, skate parks as well so that was uh so as i wanted to do that and, and incorporate street art into the film i'm like i want to start getting these major pieces of street art that are around the city so i went to the unhcr building and the, to get to the unhcr <laughs> sometimes you know okay here's the interesting thing people might not know there's uber in uh jordan so jordan has like it's, it's called kareem and uh, it's basically just like Uber. So I would Uber it around. Now, a fun fact, <laughs> a lot of the Uber drivers don't speak any English. 
and don't know their way around the city, <laughs> which is interesting because I would think as an Uber dri- or a Kareem driver, you would need to know the ins and outs of the city. And I, I'm a stupid American, but I do get lucky. The Middle East, uh, a, a lot of them speak English. So it is kind of an easy place to travel as an American and who doesn't speak Arabic. Um, so I would find out the place. So I wanted to get to the UNHCR building and me and this guy go on this whirlwind adventure uh, of trying. And at one point I had my hand on the wheel and I'm like, just stay straight. We're driving straight towards the building because he kept on wanting to. He's like. Do I think my thing's saying take a right? And I'm like, no, dude, just stay so on was, the course. So this was also an issue with faulty GPS? Yeah, faulty GPS. Yeah, 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 faulty. We went around. Yeah. I knew it was faulty because the first time we went around in a literal circle. And I'm like, okay. So this guy, so then I was like, I had to diagnose. This guy doesn't know how to get, he doesn't know what's going on. What am I going to do? So, yeah, so I'm like, just stay the course, brother. And we finally get to the building. I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm traveling with my camera and I hop out and I like just instantly start filming. And within probably 10, 15 seconds, there are two uh, fully armed soldiers running after me, yelling, get out of here. Like, stop, you can't film here. And they were very upset. And you were filming, there, you said there was a mural that mm-hmm. you were. Yeah, I was filming. I was, I was filming public, from across the street. I mean, it's. A, it's- yeah, it was big. It's big. So I was filming from across the street. I didn't even really go that close to the embassy. They're yelling. They're running. That's never a good sign. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> so luckily, <laughs> which is just a, this is just another great Middle Eastern story. I just and the people. They're just I love them. So throughout our taxi ride, we bond uh, over. Um, I believe it was the Bee Gees. Lo and behold, this Kareem driver was in a cover band, and he. So we're singing, "Staying Alive" together, and we're just. Yeah, yeah, we're loving it, (laughs) right? He's like, yeah, he he covers the Bee Gees in his band uh, in Amman, so we're kind of bonding. I am yelling. We're all kind of like it's a weird time, but he interfaces and he comes and intercepts the soldiers on my behalf and talks them down. And says, this guy's just, you know, all this stuff. And then he turns to me after like a couple of five minutes um, of uh, high high yelling. Um, and he turns to me and he's like, we got to go. And I go, oh, okay, cool. And then I get back in the car. And he goes, if you want to film it, just roll down the window, film it out of the car. <laughs> and I go, oh, man, cool. This is sweet. We're like doing some guerrilla filming. Yeah. Well, the sh- the, I actually got the shot before that, but the shot from the car didn't work. So, But it is. I did make the film. Uh, that, that mural is in the movie. And uh, it's a lovely shot that I got. It is a lovely shot. Um, yeah, but uh, he was saying that there was a very high up ranking official in that building at that time. And so anything around the building, they were very heightened security. That yeah, day, so. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk more about, well, you know, the film, uh, the, uh, sh- the showing. But I did want to ask you a question based on you were interviewed um, um, for uh, a, kind of a regular um, feature in The Source last year, mm-hmm. r- brief, brief interview. Uh, and, and one of the questions that, that you were asked is one of the questions that I, was, that I was thinking about as well. And that is like that you, you talked about wanting to make a difference. And, and, and um, what is that? Just, I guess just more broadly. And, and both for both of you, you know, I mean, what what in your what what does that mean for you in your life? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, making a difference. 
It's there's a, it's complex. I mean, I don't think it's a, it's not a simple answer for me. I want to the number one thing I guess with especially these films of the Middle East and um, what I want to do. I want to educate. That's how I think I can make a difference. I want to try to uh, break down these uh, stereotypes, and I want to actually show uh, the human side of these people who you think you may know. And I, as I move forward in my life, I am an American, and so my voice speaks. I want to speak to Americans, and I want Americans to look at this. And that's my job, I feel. My job is to show you images um, and start to chip away at all these feelings that you might have about something that you don't know that's my goal that's how i feel like i can make a difference and it's literally like i mean every day it's every day it's like an interesting question that i have in my life and Mm -hmm. i've been very extremely lucky to meet people to that have brought me to these places and to experience these amazing things in my life um and i don't know i guess I, that's how I can make a difference. And it's sometimes like, it's, it's hard. It's hard work. (laughs) And I wish it was easier. I wish that people would want to know more about the world. I believe that I'm like a seeker of information. And so I will always in my entire life, I will look for information. I will seek it out. I wish that there were more people, especially Americans who would try to take that journey and try to seek out information. In any given thing, I mean, like making films, and I say this all the time, like, don't take my word for it, all right? Yeah, I make a movie. There, you can watch my movie. But go figure it out for yourself. Like, especially like Palestine, if you, you, it will change your life. When you walk around with those people and see what they're going through, that will change your life. And you can start to see the world, and then it opens up other questions about entire organizations and entire ways that manipulation is happening throughout the world. And so that happened to me and I'm trying to just work, work and work at it and tell more people. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, storytelling is the way to, I think that's where Jesse and I meet, you know, I'm a writer and Jesse's a filmmaker, but, um, it's still through stories that we can, hopefully make a change and also highlight voices that maybe aren't otherwise highlighted. And I think when we specifically talk about Seven Hills, um, which I think will be interesting, everyone I, I imagine will connect with the film you know, at a different entry point. Right. But for me, it was certainly, I lived in Turkey for a couple of years and so and Jesse and I have had sh- shared our quirky stories about Americans trying to live in the Middle East. That's for another interview. Um, (laughs) But uh, the number of girls and women that show up at the Seven Hills Skate Park and watching, you know, the their smiles and their stories and their their laughter and also just, I think that visual of um, of seeing seeing girls and seeing youth at female at the skate park is such a great sign of hope. And and where I connected deeply with the film, and then I think also that skate, the skateboarding community around the world is you know such this great metaphor. <laughs> you know, everyone is welcome. <laughs> you know, everyone can't 
skate the first time they skate. You know, right. first time they try. It's Everyone falls difficult. down a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> right. And it's scary. Everyone yeah. thought it was scary when they first started. But it's like the ultimate metaphor for life. Yes. I mean, yeah. it, it, it does. It acts very well, very good for a metaphor. I mean, yeah. it's like everybody falls down and then it, it's on how you get back up and what you're going to do and what do you want to do? Are you going to keep going? Are you going to try this again? And then you have friends around you that support you to be like, yeah, let's do it again. Let's try it out. Yeah. Well, as, yeah. as hard as hard as it can be to, to you know, consistently want to make a difference. Sometimes, I mean, if you if your mindset is committed to that, then sometimes there's easy, easy moments. I mean, you're going to be just show out. The film is done. Yes, <laughs> so, it is. You know, you know, right now you're there's another thing. Now you're showing it, but that's it's that's a little easier. Yes, you know, and you'll be, I assume, showing that this film on February. This will be it, listeners. If you didn't catch it at the beginning, it'll the film will be shown on February 18th. What time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock, February eighteenth, which is what day of the week? I didn't write that down. Tuesday. Tuesday. Thank you. Yeah. Tuesday, February eighteenth, six o'clock at Cascades Academy, which is at one nine eight six zero Tumalo Reservoir Road in Bend, and I assume there'll be um, some conversation. Yeah, there's a Q and A after with a panel with Jesse. Yeah. Oh, there'll be a panel. There's yes. going to be a panel. There is yes. going to be a Syrian family who will be on the panel as well. Oh. Who has a son who goes to Cascades Academy? So that's I'm very excited to talk to them. So that'll be great because, um, like, the film the film is is complex in the sense that we offer you uh, a, a way into this world through Muhammad and talking about skateboarding, and then I we get into deeper issues towards the end of the film and like towards about where these children are and that like one of the number one things about this movie Seven Hills is you cannot help but be inspired by these children Mm -hmm. and as as an american we will never know what it feels like to have to maybe in the middle of the night literally run out of your house and leave your entire country and these kids have done this and they've ended up in amman and they can still put a smile on their face and they can still enjoy life so that that's an amazing amazing quality of the human experience and to watch these kids do that and to have such a great outlook on life it gives you hope and that you know hope is like i've 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 I've, this is the new thing this is the new wave i'm doing we're gonna just start talking about hope man i got hope for the future and these kids and seven hills really inspired me um and that's what we're doing we're gonna talk about good things yeah (laughs) so for for reasons associated with the FCC, we can't say if there's a if there's a, a charge. Is this free or so we can't? Say, it is free. Okay. It is a free event. We can free say event. that. <laughs> yeah, child care provided. Child care provided. Okay. Bring right. your kids. We want right. we want families yeah. there. I would right. like yes. And yeah. people can and RSVP on the Cascades Academy website as well. Can, so. People can what? They can RSVP. Oh, just okay. So I wasn't so. Is that is that yeah. something that you encourage people to do? Because yeah. of yeah. The space, the limited, is there limited space? I don't really know. So I think the max is like 200 or something. So but oh, yeah, okay. like RSVP it up. So they can RSVP at, is it at the sevenhillsthefilm.com? Is that where they go? At Cascades Academy. Oh, at, okay. .org. Yeah. Cascades, and it's plural. I uh, In my promo, I said it, I didn't <laughs> add the S. So it's cascadesacademy.org. Yes. And that so listeners, you can go to that website, cascadesacademy.org, and RSVP to go see 
uh, Seven Hills, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock on February 18th at, uh, at Cascades Academy. I, and that website will also give you directions in case you don't actually know where Tumalo Reservoir Road is, right. which I'm sure there's a lot of people in town that don't know where it is, and yeah. I kind of know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I got, yeah, I will also be um, uh, February 12th, which is a Wednesday. I'm going to be at the Ale Apothecary, and I'm going to be talking about Seven Hills, and I'll be showing an exclusive clip from the film there. Where are you going to be again? Ale Apothecary, their tasting room, which is uh, Century, in the Century Center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. In the Century Center. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's over, a, on, that's over on uh, 14th or Century Drive, yeah. whatever. So that'll be oh, cool to Over near out. the Volcanic Theater, exactly. for those that uh, yeah, are yeah. familiar with that location. So that'll be a great time, um, and hopefully just start uh, talking more about the story of Seven Hills and uh, give an exclusive sneak peek. And I've got Jesse Locke and Amy Doherty here in the studio with me from Unlocked Films. We're talking about Seven Hills, the film that will be premiering. This is a world premiere. Well, this is a Oregon premiere. Oregon premiere. All right. Good enough. <laughs> we did. Good enough for me. <laughs> the <laughs> film uh, was in four film festivals oh, okay. uh, in 2019. So tell us so. a little about that. And then also, if you can, you know, kind of segue into what, what you're going to be doing with the film after February 18th. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Festivals, so let's see. Uh, there were two festivals in California, and uh, the festival in the Belfast Human Rights Festival, which was interestingly enough the same one that Radiance of Resistance was in yeah. a few years ago. Um, and then uh, the very first one, which was over in Sweden um, at the at a film Smorgasbord yeah, Skate Film Festival. Yeah, so they super interesting. yeah they were incredible. They Mohammed showed up. Zachariah, our narrator, showed yeah. up. So yeah, pretty cool. He curated the the uh, screening of that. That looked amazing. It was incredible. I wish I could have went to that, but yeah. Yeah. yet again, I'm an independent filmmaker. <laughs> I hear you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> did yeah. you did you get that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah. Sweden. And we're for those for those who don't know, my experience in talking with other, I, I had a great line of an independent filmmaker I know of in Seattle who said, who said like decades ago said, one of the problems is that Ken Burns sucks up all the independent film air, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, well, he's and definitely to the point where all he does is just hire people. Yeah, he's definitely an. Does um, he know anything about omnipotent- jazz? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an overwhelming force. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. yes. Um, yeah, I mean, activism, documentary filmmaking, it's not lucrative, uh, but um, it does feed the soul, which is nice. But, exactly. Um, yes. Um, it's, it's more important than a lot of other independent filmmaking that's out there that gets a lot of money. Yeah. Let me put it that way. To yeah, be blunt, well, yeah, you know. thank you. Um, it is extremely important, and I'm extremely talented as a person and human. Uh, I'm glad we got that covered. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think what I would love, the, the dream for Seven Hills would be um, to kind of form a curriculum around it. And I would love, and we are talking uh, with some teachers at Cascades Academy to help me kind of see what that looks like and figure out what where, where to go with Seven Hills because I feel like it could be an amazing piece to help teach young people about the Middle East. Yeah, a jumping point for conversations that are yeah. really important. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the goal. So we got to figure out what that looks like and start to kind of build a curriculum that we can we can go to schools with and say, hey, this would be a nice piece to add. 
And then that'd be, that'd be amazing. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. how do you create change? That's just always a question in my brain. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, I want to create massive change and doing that is, um, and I don't know what that means. Every time I think I know something, I figure out I don't. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I go about <laughs> my existence. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you both for coming in. Is there any? I, I always like to ask my guests to make sure that uh, we've covered everything. Is there anything more that you want to say to our listeners um, about the film, uh, about your uh, your lives, uh, <laughs> whatever? <laughs> it's a uh, you know yeah. Do you want to talk about Eugene? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I about your what? I want I want people to come out to February uh, February eighteenth, watch the film, and then let's start to have a conversation. And if we can start to have a conversation, then that means that we can have another conversation, and then that other conversation might lead to another conversation, and then we can start this dialogue of breaking down the stereotypes of what the Middle East looks like to people in America. That would be amazing. That's the goal. Let's do it. Sevenhillsthefilm.com. Say that again. Sevenhillsthefilm.com. Sevenhillsthefilm, and that's the numeral seven. Yes. Sevenhillsthefilm.com. All right, February 18th, Cascades Academy. Uh, You can reserve your seat, RSVP, at cascadesacademy.org. Recommended that you do that, and you can learn where Cascades Academy is located. So thank you again, uh, Amy Doherty and Jesse Locke, for coming in to the Radical Songbook. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. And I learned a lot. Nice. Good. I'm really looking forward to this film. Sweet. All right. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.